Critters and Creeps, to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al. <laughs> Just Al this time? What is that, Slavic? No. <laughs> and I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And today's topic is the burbs. Whoa, you sound pretty excited to talk about this one. Yes, you heard one of the parts that me and Daddy were doing at the beginning. Yeah, that's one of our favorite lines. We've been quoting that all over the place these last few days. So, let's start this off. Well, where are we coming to our listeners from? That's important to mention. We are coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. Where we keep a horse in the basement. Horse? That's Slavic? (laughs) No. About a nine on the tension scale there, Dad. No. (laughs) Yes. So this is a movie that some of our listeners might be surprised to hear us talking about on the show because it's not your conventional kind of monster movie. Yes, but it is kind of spooky. It's spooky, sure, but we're a monster movie podcast. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. There is kind of a monster. Okay. There's like two kinds of monsters. Skeletons... In it, okay, okay, of. I buy that. They're kind of real, but... Well, I mean, they're people's skeletons. They're not get up, walk around, and kill people kind of skeletons like mm-hmm. in uh, whatever, the seventh voyage of Sinbad. So a little different than that, mm-hmm. but still, skeletons, I buy that. And, uh, of course, Ruben's brother. Like, the doctor. Yeah, the doctor, the main bad guy. The main bad guy? Yeah, I guess he is a main bad guy. I didn't really think of it that way. But yeah, Alistair suggested this for the show because it is... Would you call this one of your favorite movies now? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, it's one that uh, I think you'd seen before, right? Uh, You'd seen it like maybe a year ago or so when we had the old Blu-ray. When I saw the... When I saw them shaking their hands, I remembered that. When I saw the skull in the trunks, I remembered that. Yeah, you did remember some parts of it as we went along. But then we got in the Shout Select Blu-ray, and it was sitting out. And we have this thing here at Frankenstein's Monkey Farm where if there's a movie sitting out, it usually means that I need to watch it, like it's on my docket to watch in the next week or so. But Alistair can come to me at any point, and we have this understanding that he can come to me and say, Dad, can I watch this movie? Can I watch that movie? Whatever's sitting out. And if he can, I'll tell him he can. And I can usually put it aside and we can watch it together. Or if it's something he can't watch, what do I tell you? Let's do a who the hell is. Well, that's true for the podcast. Absolutely. That is something that we do. But otherwise, um, I tell Alistair, you know, no, you're not old enough yet. Or I tell Alistair that it's not one he can watch at this point in time, but... Someday we will watch it together. And that's the understanding is someday we'll watch all of the movies together. So usually, you know, I don't know. I'll give you like an idea of like how old you need to be to watch it or something. And sometimes it's like 
I don't know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm like, nope, no time soon. But it just so happened I had the burbs out. We'd forgotten Al had seen it. And when he asked if he could watch it, and I told him, yeah, he got real excited. Yeah, because the cover even looks so good. Yeah, I mean, the, the cover of the new Shout Select Blu-ray. Yeah, and when you turned it on, his, like, his eyes move. That's really cool. Oh, on the menu? Yeah, on the menu. Well, I guess I didn't notice that. Yeah, his eyes move slowly. It's really cool. Spooky and funny movie, too. Yeah, I right? agree. I agree. My favorite sentences are... Lines. Lines are... That's Slavic. No. no. And it smells like they're cooking a cat over there. And you keep a horse in your basement? Yeah, it's become a really commonly quoted movie here over the course of the last two weeks. We've watched it. Well, I've watched it three times over the last two weeks. And you've watched watched it twice. Yeah. And after we watched it the first time, the next day we were trying to figure out what we were going to record for this month. And Alistair was like, well, the burbs. Duh. (laughs) And I thought, you know, it's kind of nice because even though it may seem a little bit off brand, it makes sense to me. And I've kind of wanted to do some weirder stuff like this with you on the show, Al. I've had ideas for a while of things that we could do that are maybe not traditional monster shows or movies. I mean, but that, you know, have some kind of loose monster in them like this. We'll talk about the monstriness of this. Um, I want to do. Like tornado movies and stuff like that. Like that'll be fun. Like the tornadoes are the monsters. Yeah, exactly. So I want to do more of this kind of stuff too and mix it in with, you know, your traditional blobs and Frankensteins and Draculas and all that kind of stuff too, for sure. But I like that we're now, now that we're getting it about episode 50, we're kind of getting away from that a little bit and talking about some more offbeat stuff like the burbs. Yeah. We're kind of getting into, like, the spooky things, and not just the monsters. Spookies. And the spookies are the ones that are, of course, spooky. Spooky, yeah. (laughs) I mean, what else would they be? If not spooky. (laughs) So, why did you want to talk about the burbs? Well, because the house is really cool. I really like... The Clopex house? Yeah, I really like this movie, and I really like, um, actually the language in it. It's really cool, mm. the language. The writing? Yeah, I really like the, everybody's lines. I really like it. Well, and everybody in the movie is fantastic. Yeah. So, the line delivery is also great. Yeah. Do you remember who directed this? Let's talk about uh, who's who made this movie and who ooh, directed yeah. it and stuff first. I don't remember who directed it. Do you remember what else he directed? Um, this is this is Joe Dante. Joe Dante directed The Burbs. Graham Lenz. Yes, sir. Do you remember what else he made? Um, he also made The Howling, which I didn't tell you because you've never seen The Howling. He made no. Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Cool. Howling is also... Rated R, so I can't do it. Yeah, that. no, you can't watch The Howling. Yeah. No. No, you cannot. It even, we have a poster in here. It doesn't even look like I can watch it. Well, that's a poster for The Howling 2, Your yeah. Sister is a Werewolf. So, yeah, a little different. But that's still The Howling. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's it's The Howling 2, though, uh-huh. with Reb Brown and Christopher Lee. Not directed by uh, Joe Dante, though. It's directed by Philippe Mora. 
But yeah, do you remember the other movie that Joe Dante made? Um, actually, no. It is one that we also really, really like about kids going to see a monster movie. Mantine. Mantine? Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> I Matinee. Just, I just keep... You, you throw the it mant sounds... in there because the, mov- the movie they're watching in Matinee is called Mant. So then it becomes Mantinee. That makes sense to me. Yeah, to me, this just gets confused, but it's Matinee, not Mantinee. Let's get into the movie now. Okay, let's do it. Uh, well, oh, hold on. Who's in this? Do you remember who's in it? No. You sure do. <laughs> You've watched this movie two times in the last week. You know who's in uh, it. I know the people's names in the burb. Oh, you mean you know the characters' names? Yeah. Okay, well, who are the actors? We got Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks who's in the money pit. Money pit. Remember where he falls into the floor and he gets trapped in the rug? Yeah. And the statue pees on him. Yeah, so the statue pees on him. Yeah, that was really funny. Uh-huh. And you have uh, Carrie Fisher plays his wife. They're yes. uh, Ray and Carol. Yeah. Who's Carrie Fisher? Um, She is Princess Leia. Yeah, absolutely. In Star Wars. In Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you have Corey Feldman, who is in Gremlins. He plays um, Ricky. The kid who's pl- who's like painting the porch across the street. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have Bruce Dern. Who's Bruce Dern? Oh, he plays uh, Rumsfield, the guy across the street who has oh, the right, gun yeah. and who sits on the roof. And then falls off it. Yeah, and falls off the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, isn't this really funny that at the beginning of the movie, our main character's wife says, "Let's just go over there before someone lights herself on fire." Or falls off a roof, and yeah. somebody lights their stuff on fire, and another person falls off a roof. Yeah, absolutely. So you, <laughs> you know, gotta listen to Carol. She knows what's up. Yeah. So then we have uh, Henry Gibson, who plays the doctor, Doctor Klopek. Oh yeah. You have right. Courtney Gaines, who plays Hans Klopek, the first of the Klopeks we meet. Yes. And brother Theodore. The very strange, very weird brother Theodore playing Reuben Klopek. Yeah. That guy. Who's, a, who's about a nine on the tension scale. Yeah. He's the one that says, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's the guy there in the movie. Yeah, so that's who's in the movie. There are other people um, whose names are escaping me at the moment. Uh, the guy who plays Art is also in Groundhog Day. Yeah, but I don't... We gotta watch Groundhog Day again. Yeah, I mean, we probably will. I watch it every quarter, at least lately, because I've been teaching it in my screenwriting class. Oh. So, we can watch it again soon. Cool. So, I am gonna start this movie off. So, first is... This is really cool. He gets up. He goes over to his neighbors. Ray does. Tom Hanks. Yeah. And like, he looks around, wind blows all over that house, and Han has a candlestick. The first one we meet. Uh, I think. Oh, no, 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 because that's Rumsfield who's watching him from across the street. That's not Han's. That's Rumsfield lighting his cigarette who's watching him. Oh. But even still, it's shot in a way that I guess you could see, you could mistake that. But yeah, there's something going on over at the Klopex house. He's never met the Klopex. No. No. There's and something up with them, man. Their lawn's dead. 
They don't have a yard. All their grass is dead. Mm-hmm. Their bushes are dying. The trees are yeah. dying. And the weird thing is they live right down the street from the monsters. Yeah, because they shot the same... Because they actually shot this movie in the same place as where the monsters were. Yeah. In that show. Uh, on Universal's Colonial Street. It's on the yeah. Universal lot. And also, all of these buildings are fake. Well, I mean, it's like... Yeah. Yeah, they're they're movie and TV show houses. Oh, it's really cool when like it's like the Earth and it literally goes into the Earth. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. That's what you yeah. said was really cool. Yeah, it is cool. It starts out on the Universal logo, and then the name Universal disappears, and then the camera goes from <laughs> orbit down into the burbs. Yeah, Middle America. Yeah, into the street. Yeah, right down onto Colonial Street, which is called. Uh, Mayfield Place, if I remember, yeah. Mayfield Place. Ray lives at 671 Mayfield Place, which is only important because the Klopaks live at 669 but Mayfield Place. But when you place. knock on their door, it changes to 666. Whoa. And why is that important? Because 666, devil's number. Whoa. That's that's really, I think, why you were convinced that we should talk about this movie on the show. Yeah, because I think I think that building is like haunted in six 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 devil's number. So the doctor might be um, a devil, some mm-hmm. kind of devil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Ricky posits that maybe their old house was the gateway to hell because oh, their house yeah. burned down. And then their second house burned down. You mean the one they're living in in the movie? Yeah, because they've gone through a lot of moving. Yeah. And I Four bet- times in as many years, I believe they say. Yeah. And probably all of them burned down. There's a good <laughs> chance, yeah. Good chance that happened. Right, Dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're spooky. spooky. The spooky clopecks. And otherwise, it's a really nice, quiet suburb, right? I mean, the street that they live on is a very nice, quiet neighborhood. I mean, it's the same street. Not only did they film the Munsters there, but it's also the same street that Leave it to Beaver was filmed on. So this is like a wholesome, all-American television town that they're filming this in. Whoa. So so, like a lot of things are filmed there? Yeah. Yeah. They filmed a bunch of things here. shows. And stuff. Yeah, and they if you go on like the Universal Studio Tour, they go down uh, Colonial Street. So you can still see the, um, or I don't know if they still do it. They may have torn it down. It's hard to say. But as of recently, you could still take the tour and see the Munster's house and everything, which is actually just down the street from Ray's house. You can see it. It's probably at about like, I don't know, 680 uh, Mayfield Place or something like that. Yeah. Just up the street. It's like gray, kind of. Yeah, it's hidden behind a tree and stuff, so it's not quite recognizable. But yeah, mm-hmm. so the it's very quiet, nice suburban neighborhood, except for these Clopex, man. But Ever since they moved Klopex in, these are very quiet. Mm-hmm. And the, our main character says maybe they just want everything to themselves. And the other guys across the street and stuff, they think that. The Klopex house is haunted. Could be. Mm. And yeah. Al, you seem to think that too. Yeah. And they plan to do a little snooping around. <laughs> that they do. A <laughs> little bit of snooping, a little bit of sneaking. 
and little bit of getting scared. Yeah, because a lot said, bit of like, getting scared. Um, they write a note that says, "We know what you've done." Slip under the door, ring the bell, um, the bell, and then ran. <laughs> that they did. And then they told our main character, he got mad, crushed beers, put them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I think it's uh, now's a good time to talk a little bit about Ray because. All of this starts because Ray's on vacation, right? He lives in this really nice house in the suburbs, middle America, and he's on vacation. He's got a week off of work. Don't remember. I don't think we find out what he does, but he's on a week off. And instead of going somewhere, he's decided to stay home and do nothing. But instead of doing nothing, he gets all paranoid. He's like watching. Well, first he's watching dogs poop on the grass. And, like, that's what his vacation is, is just sitting around in his pajamas drinking coffee watching dogs poop. And then <laughs> he he gets all spooked by the uh, Clopex. Yeah, and he lights himself on fire. Yeah, I mean, eventually. <laughs> yeah. At length, yeah. I mean, that's, that's hardly a relaxing vacation. And then he, like, his eye is, like, his left eye is, like, closed. Oh, yeah, once it gets blown up. Yeah. Which I guess, spoilers, he gets blown up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He gets blown up. Yeah, man. And the thing is, too, I guess to talk about the tone, Al's already said it's spooky and funny, but this is a black comedy, right? It's a it's a dark comedy about spooky things happening in an otherwise normal neighborhood. But it is really funny, this movie. And this is really, um, this is a spooky fact. Lay it um, on me. Yeah, in the Hans place, they did. <laughs> the, the Klopex? Yeah, in the... And the kid at at our main character's place actually has been spying on them. Oh, Ray's kid? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, Dennis, I think his name is. Yeah. And our main character, I can't remember his name. Ray. Ray says to stop spying on them, and then he spies on them. Yeah, he's a bit hypocritical in that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he does all of the things that, like, he says to not do it then because he wants to do it. Instead, yeah, exactly. Just like everything I tell you not to do, I do. <laughs> Daddy! No. No! Never knew that again. No! <laughs> yeah, this, oh man. But the thing about Colonial Street, Al, is like, you look at that street and what makes it such a great place to film a movie like this. <laughs> Hello, Martha. Uh, is just... Meowing at Yeah, us Martha's right not now. happy because we've we've moved recording locations <laughs> and she doesn't like us recording over here. Yeah. But Colonial Street's great because it's a street that's so wholesome and so all American and like how often it appeared on TV and everything that you wanna live there. You know, you look at that and it looks like a great place to live. Yeah. And that's what it's meant to look like. It's meant to look like just an average American neighborhood where everybody would want to have a nice house. Yeah. And throwing a family like the Klopax in there has a similar effect to throwing the Munsters on that street. Yeah. You know, which is to just shake things up in middle America. Yeah. So what are these Klopax up to then, Alistair? Or I guess what do... Ray and Art and Rumsfield and I guess Ricky and Dennis and all them who are spying on the Klopex. What do they think's going on over there? They think um that something's going ooh, around there. <laughs> With that dance and everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And the doctor is, and they're trying to be really nice and trick them. Yeah, he's really nice. When we finally meet the doctor, yeah, when we finally meet the doctor, he does seem really nice, right? I mean, the Klopeks are weird to start off, but then Carol makes Ray and all of the other guys, uh, well, they leave Art out, but she takes the Rumsfields over there so that they can meet the Klopeks. And they're weird, but maybe not murderers. Like, that's... Because they think that they're burying bodies in the backyard. Sardine? Sardine? <laughs> so they're... But, yeah, uh, Ray and them think that they're burying bodies in the backyard or something. And remember what happens with the trash can? Oh, yeah! What happens with the trash can? Yeah. This is the line. And he says, I've never seen someone drive the garbage out them bang the heck out of it with a stick. I've never seen that. Yeah, because Hans drives their garbage down to the street, <laughs> slaps it in the trash can, and then just beats it with like a, a hoe, like a gardening hoe or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like a shovel. Just, yeah, he trying to get it in the can. Uh, uh. Yeah, and then... What would you think they were doing if we saw somebody do that? Like, they were like, hey... I would, like, say, mm, maybe they're like, hey, let's hide that we get bodies. Oh, you think you would think, too, that they're killing people? Mm, maybe. But then, um, like, what are their names? Um, the Klopex? No, the other guys. Ray, Art, no. and Rumsfield? Art and Rumsfield go out to the garbage and, like, dig in the garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Art and Rumsfield climb up in the uh, garbage truck and start throwing trash out into the street. <laughs> yeah, because they thought, just like me, that there was bodies in there. But it was just m normal trash. And then one of the trash guys said, who's going to pick this mess up? And then... That wasn't just any trash guy. That was Dick Miller. Oh, right, yeah. Do you remember what we've seen Dick Miller in? Mm, no. Gremlins. Gremlins. <laughs> You've seen him in Gremlins. Yeah. I mean, he's in everything. He was also in the original uh, Little Shop of Horrors. He's the guy who eats the flowers. Yeah, right. I remember him. So, yeah, he's the guy who eats flowers in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. He's also in a ton of movies. He's in one of my favorite movies of all time, Bucket of Blood by Roger Corman. Absolutely one of my favorite movies. He's also in Chopping Mall and all, I mean, just a million things. <laughs> but he's Mr. Futterman in the Gremlins movies. He's the guy who gets run over by the, uh, like, the plow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And messed up, like, in the Gremlins messed up his, like, TV cord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're on the antenna. They're like, they're like, <laughs> Exactly. And they, like, drive it into the house. Dude, those Gremlins don't mess <laughs> around. Like, do, 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 do. And when the guy, when the gremlin comes with like all of the other gremlins, mm -hmm. and the song plays, do, 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 do. <laughs> that was a really kind of funny and spooky movie with like all of the. Yeah, that, well, that's a good gremlins. point. It's a funny and spooky movie, just like the Burbs, yeah. right? Joe Dante's like really good at this. And also, The Howling is. A uh, spooky movie that also has some funny stuff in it, including with Dick Miller. Dick Miller shows up in The Howling as well. Yeah. Well, you don't know that. You've never seen it. I know. Because <laughs> you just told me that. But I just told you, yes. So he comes up with, like, all of 
with like basically all of this boogie in funny movies? I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think of other funny spooky movies that I really, really love that are of this kind of tone, but. I'd say Joe Dante more than anybody nails this black comedy. I really tone. don't. No. No. <laughs> nice. Well played. Yeah. Well played. <laughs> yeah, I was. I I was thinking about doing that one since I didn't want to do my actual regular no, and there was Ruben saying no. How long have you been planning that joke? Um, like 10 minutes? No, no. When I just realized to say, I don't know, I realized uh, I should say the no in the movie. Spur of the moment, yeah. Yeah. It just came to me. When I say, I don't know, I'll use the no. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting real jokey in your old age. <laughs> yeah. Since I've already lost like three teeth. Yeah, you've lost getting, three yeah. teeth. And listeners, you can maybe hear it. Al's Al's down to yeah. one tooth up in the front up top yeah. here. He's of his two front teeth. He lost one, and the other one's just flopping back and forth while <laughs> no, he's talking literally, here. Literally, it's sideways. <laughs> <laughs> so by the time we get to our live show, uh, which we're recording this well before the live show, but by the time we get there, you'll be down two front teeth, man. <laughs> yeah, it'll sound really weird. <laughs> You'll sound, uh, I don't know what, like Slavic? Mm, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Oh my god. I, that's really weird how to say Ruben's no. No. In that's, maybe. that's Brother Theodore, who by all accounts was every bit <laughs> as strange as he seems in the movie. Yeah. He also popped up in a movie that I was watching with my friend Ken called Devil's Express. It was just phenomenally weird. Oh my gosh! You told me there was so many different things. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's a black exploitation kung fu like, Chinese demon. You said he, he <laughs> like zombie in the subway. Yeah, and you said like demon possessed the zombie, and and you said he like closed his eyes and he put like like yellow in a like a red. Oh, oh, I know like what you're talking dot, about. And he's like, yeah. he can't see. Yeah, the, there's a guy who's around. a zombie in Devil's Express, and instead of like giving him zombie makeup, they had him close his eyes, and they painted white eyeballs over his eyelids. So he just walked around with his eyes closed and this these horribly painted like, yeah, eyes over his eyeballs. Yeah, to open his eyes. Oh man, it's, it's like really funny. Little. It's phenomenally fun. Watched. So funny. We watched that, and so then. Fun. Kingdom of the Spiders back-to-back. If you're looking for a great double feature, Devil's Express, Kingdom of the Spiders. That was an amazing <laughs> oh, you time. you do it backwards. Kingdom No, no, no. That's the right way to do it. I attest no. to that. I really do. And The Burbs posits a triple feature you could also watch because it shows that playing on television at the same time in these suburbs are Race with the Devil... One of my favorite movies starring Peter Fonda and Warren Oates. The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. All of them are playing at the same time on Ray's television. He flips through the channels and all those are on. That's really funny. Yeah, Race with the Devil. Check that one out if you haven't, listeners. That's a really Race wild movie. Race with the Devil? Yeah, it's Peter Fonda and Warren Oates, who you wouldn't know from anything. But uh, they are like in, they're like best friends. 
and they go on a dirt biking like trip. And then you know how in the burbs it shows the one lady getting killed by the Satanists? Oh, yeah. Well, in Race with the Devil, they're seeing that. They watch that happen, and then the Satanists start chasing them. And so it's these two dudes in a Winnebago, and they're, like, being chased by Satanists. It's amazing. Oh, no. No. (laughs) When I say no, I say it like no. Well, and that's another thing, too, to to go back to this, the whole Satanist thing. They also think maybe the Klopeks are Satanists, right? Which is... Uh, you know, people who worship Satan, the devil. Mm-hmm. And so they think maybe they're Satanists and they're like killing people and sacrificing them to the devil. Mm. And and so that he has that dream where they try to sacrifice him on the grill. And he dreams about like Carol saying like, it's nice to let our neighbors over. Yeah. And his yeah. in the dream sequence. Yeah. And then he gets sacrificed on the grill by the Klopex. Yeah. And when at the end, when it says Brother Theodore, it's actually like him in the dream. Oh, with the knife? Mind your own business. Yeah. (laughs) No. No. It's funny because like that's the line I remember most from him because of the the exchange with Bruce Dern there. You know, but like. (laughs) Is I know what you're going to say is no. No. (laughs) It's such it's such an iconic bit. Klopek. Is that Slavic? No. It's such a great bit. And all it is is just asking a question and no. And Brother Theodore delivers that line so strangely that you kind of can't help but be drawn to him. We've just been doing like different things like different things we've been watching like we say that, and then we say, that's Slavic, and then <laughs> said that, the other person says, no! <laughs> Constantly. Like, that is now 90% of the conversations around this yeah, and apartment say, are, like, is that Slavic? Yeah, no. is, <laughs> and, when, and today we actually did, Lobos, that's Slavic? No! <laughs> it's really funny doing that. I agree, man. We've been having a good time with yeah. it. And so I, and it's... It's a movie that even though I've watched it three times in the last two weeks because of rewatching it with Al and then rewatching it for the podcast, I don't mind having watched it a bunch. You know, it's yeah. it's so good. It's just so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's one that I didn't see like in its entirety when I was growing up. I don't think I watched the whole thing, but it was always on TV. So I saw it a bunch of times, but just probably never end to end until I got, you know, to be in my 20s, I suppose. But, like, whenever it was on TV, I would sit down and watch whatever was left of it every single time. And Ray saw, like, their basement, like, have different colors come out of it. Mm. And, like, then, like, like their point, I think, on their thing, what is it called? The, like, the, yeah, they the have lightning like, rod thing on the top yeah, of their house? Yeah, and it, like, shoots lightning oh, out yeah. of the top of it. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, man. It's really cool. Well, I mean... What do you think of the of Tom Hanks who plays Ray in this? What do you think oh of him? Oh my god. He is like I bet that guy actually really wants to chill. <laughs> oh, you mean the character Ray? Yeah. I I bet he really wants to chill. That's true. <laughs> That's well, what do you think about the actor? What do you think about the actor who plays Ray? Yeah, I think he's I think that guy might be a really good actor. I I think you might be right. He's one of the most Famous and popular actors today. He is? He is, yeah. Whoa. He didn't do comedies 
for that much longer after Whoa. this. He got into dramas. He started doing more dramatic roles, uh, more serious parts. But in the 80s, oh. he did a lot, a lot of comedies. He was, in fact, on TV comedies and stuff. Did he only do, like, things on this street? No, no, no. Other streets and stuff. Well, in fact, uh, Joe and I talked about a TV movie that had Tom Hanks in it from uh, 1983, 84, I'm trying to remember, um, but called Mazes and Monsters that I really like. It's not a comedy, but it's a dramatic role that he was in early on where he plays a guy who goes crazy uh, and goes to New York and thinks people are dragon men and kills a guy in an alley. Pretty great. Mazes and want mazes oh and God. monsters. Yeah, it's great. Is he like um? Is he like goes crazy and he goes to like mazes and destroys them and anybody that's in it he kills. Well, that no. <laughs> uh. It's it's generally a drama about a college kid disappearing. But Tom that's Hanks. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks was in a lot of movie comedies in the eighties, including this and. Yeah. He was in the Money Pit. He was in uh, Bachelor Party, and he he went on to be in Joe versus the Volcano, which you'll watch a bunch. Being my kid, because I love Joe versus the Volcano. I, when I was a kid, I thought Tom Hanks' comedy movies were just the absolute tops. You know, I watched uh, the Money Pit about a million times <laughs> as a kid. Anytime it was on, I was watching the Money Pit. I guarantee. Oh my gosh! So you would just you would just sit on the couch. Turn on the TV and just sit there just staring at the TV watching the Money Pit. Money Pit over and over again. And Joe versus the Volcano. Yeah. When Joe versus the Volcano came out, I was like, this movie is amazing. And, and it's... you would watch like Joe versus the Volcano, Money Pit. Joe versus the Volcano, yep, that's it. Money Pit. All day long. I would go to sleep and I would put two TVs over my eyes. One on my right eye would be playing Joe versus the Volcano and on my left eye, the Money Pit. <laughs> and it was like it was like glasses. It was like Google Glass. So it would be playing all night long right in front of my face, both of those movies. <laughs> oh so that's God. what the inside that's not true. I'm joking with you, Alistair. <laughs> there's no such glasses as that. Well, there's Google Glass, uh, which is like Google Glasses and, and it like is a screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes you go cross eyed and wiggle your head around. Yeah. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> Like, wow, I can't see anything. <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Clopex. Clopex. Clopex, um. They turn out to be good guys? Turn out to be bad guys. Oh, do they? <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, what are they doing? They are going crazy. So what happens is, I think this is how it starts. They go over to the house. Oh, so you're talking about when yeah. Ray and Carol and the Rumsfields go over. Yeah. I think okay. that's where, like, the actual action and monstrous stuff goes on. Okay. Because they go over, and of course they eat pretzels and sardines. Sardines? <laughs> Yeah, they meet Hans and Werner and Ruben. Yes. Klopex. But it's weird. They're definitely weird, yeah, but there's definitely something weird. wrong there. And they think that Ray and Art and Rumsfeld come to the conclusion that the Klopex killed their neighbor, Walter. What? Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Al, this is the whole premise of the third act of the movie is they're going over to try to find Walter's body. I was 
absolutely floored that you wanted to do this podcast not knowing <laughs> that fact I about the movie. Just his name. Yeah, Walter with the with the toupee. Yeah. Yeah. And they see like him. This turns out to be a human thigh bone. This yeah. is Walter. No! <laughs> yeah, they, they find the human femur bone. And they do the really funny, like, zoom in and out on them while they're screaming. No! Nice. I was just, I was just making my head go back and forth. I was there, dude. <laughs> I was just telling the listeners, Dad. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, so then they go back over into the yard. Yeah. And they start digging up, looking for bodies yeah. in the backyard. Do they find any? No. Then they get into the basement and dig up and they get to iron. Then they dig up. <laughs> That's when someone lights their cell on fire. Yeah, they blow up the house. Well, there's a big old, like, furnace in the basement that goes up to 5,000 degrees. What? Like, why would you need something that hot? Maybe they want to blow their house up. (laughs) Yeah, they they might have a a death wish. That could be the case. Maybe. Well, what are they doing with that furnace? What are they actually doing? And we, at first, when the house gets blown up, there's this whole bit with Ray where he's like, no, we're the crazy ones and the Klopeks are fine and we just came over and blew up their house and we're bad people. But it turns out, no, the Klopeks were bad people. They were monstrous people. So they went to jail. Well, that's true. And you're skipping over some stuff. You're skipping over all the best stuff. What were they doing with that furnace? What? I forgot. They were burning bodies. Oh, right. Yeah. They were burning bodies, man. And there were, like, skulls in there and stuff. Which, for some reason, Ray didn't look in the furnace to see that there were skulls in it. Because when they were in the basement, there were apparently skulls in the basement. Which they didn't see. And they got to, like, what did they say? There was, like, a, look like a tube? Connected to the furnace? It might be connected to the furnace. Oh, where the the smoke comes out. Like, the Mm -hmm. smokestack kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and it might be connected to the furnace. And then... Kaboom! Oh, you mean the the gas line, the pipe yeah. underground? Yeah, no, that's just the gas for the for the, like the house, and oh. they open the gas line. And what happens is, if your gas line breaks like that, and the gas hits any fire, then it lights the gas on fire down into the gas line, and it can blow up your house. In fact, like entire blocks can blow up from that. Whoa! Yeah, like in real life, that can happen. What happens oh. to the Klopex house? That can happen in real life. So, like, one house could go. Kaboom! And then other house could go, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom. Yeah, exactly. Kaboom! Yeah, that can happen. Yeah. That is really bad. Yeah, but then, okay, so Ray thinks that they're, that the Klopeks are fine, but then the doctor gets in the ambulance with him and tries to kill him. Yeah, because he says, I want my skull. And he like, and uses like a, a shot and tries to like, like a needle, do yeah. it. And then, and like, Han is like driving and he, and Ray's like messing with, and it goes like crazy. And Han goes like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly like that. And they crash into Art's house. Yes. Yep. And one of the police says, um, your wife is home. And your house is on fire. And Art says, my wife is home. (laughs) Oh, no. And he, like, says that with, like, a, oh, he says, like, my wife is home. 
with like an oh no grin. <laughs> an oh no grin. <laughs> I like it. Oh no grin. Like, my wife is home. That's <laughs> <laughs> I think how he said that. So at the end of all this, Alistair. <laughs> yes. The Clopex. Clopex. What? Are they Slavic? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, a change of pace. Are they monsters? Yes. Mm, in what way are they monstrous? What ways? Because this is important. They are monsters. And... How? Because they've been killing people in their furnace. Because they've been shotting people, making them dead, and then blowing up in their furnace. That's pretty monstrous. And the furnace is at... 500 degrees. 5,000 degrees it goes up to. 5,000 degrees. Yeah, so they're they're murderers. They're spooky too. Yeah, so they're creepy, kind of like the Adams Family. They got like an Adams Family vibe to them, you know? Although they don't have any women in the Klopek family. I do wish there were some female Klopeks. And I asked my dad, why isn't there... Um, a mom clopect. I think there should be a female clopec or two. That would make it even weirder. You yeah. may be a clopec. <laughs> no. You might be Slavic. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 You might be Slavic. Well, I mean, I, in, in all fairness, you're, uh, you've got a lot of German ancestry in you. So, yeah, a little Slavic. No. Deny it all you want, man. You are a Klopek in training. No. No. You keep a horse in no. your basement. No. Dad jokes everywhere. Yeah. That's what the part of the family you do. Oh, that's my part in the family? Yeah. My mom is... She's the one who's a nine on the tension scale. No. I keep a horse in the basement. No. And you offer everybody sardines. Uh. Sardine? <laughs> The tea is yeah. Yeah, she's Reuben. She's no, she's the Reuben of the she, group. No, she's a ten on the tension scale. <laughs> she puts the ten in tension. <laughs> nice, nice. Take that, mom. Yeah, take that, mom. <laughs> no, no. So, Alistair, <laughs> let's talk beastly best. So this one's un- this one's unconventional because obviously not traditional monsters. There isn't really a beast in this. Of course. But if you had to name a beastly best, the coolest monster moment in the movie, what would it be? Um, of course. I don't think you know this, but ambulance part. When Ray's in there and the doctor's trying to kill him and Hans is driving away. Yeah. Hmm. I, What's yours? Well, mine, I mean, it would be easy to say the dream sequence, but I think that's unfair. I think it's unfair yeah. to say the dream sequence. I really like the first look you get at the Klopex house in that opening scene when he wanders out of bed in the middle of the night and they're, like there's the weird noises coming from the basement and he steps onto their lawn and as soon as he puts a foot onto the Klopex yard, wind picks up and starts howling around and as soon as he steps his foot off of it, the wind dies down. I think that's so funny. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> so like when he puts his foot on the lawn, it goes Whoosh. up yeah. and then puts it back. Yeah, and then the wind stops instantly. 
I love that. I think that's hilarious. I didn't even recognize that. Well, I guess we'll have to watch it again. <laughs> yes. Like a million more times. Because yes. I think that's going to happen. I think we're going to watch this one a lot. Yes. And you are going to have it like, you're going to watch it like one more time than me because I've watched it two times. You've watched it three. Well, I've watched it three in the last two weeks. <laughs> I've seen it quite a few times. Oh, so you're definitely going to. Or at least growing up, I watched it in bits and pieces. A bunch of times. Oh, right? so like, you, like, watched a little bit, then turned it off? Then no, watched... no, no. Well, okay, so here's here's the difference. Let me explain it to you how things worked when I was a kid, Alistair. We didn't have, like, all the Blu-rays and stuff like we do now. We, oh. Blu-ray didn't even exist. Oh. I know, the look, <laughs> the look on your face. <laughs> what? Yeah, how did you do that? How did we watch movies without Blu-ray? I don't know. Uh, we had VHS. We had the tapes. Okay. Right? Um, but we didn't have a tape of the Burbs. Most of the movies I watched growing up, all of the stuff that I've shared with you that I liked when I was a kid, are things that I watched on TV. A channel called HBO would be showing it, something like that. But they would be on, so you'd turn on the TV, and if a movie had started already, you couldn't rewind it. You couldn't, like, start it over because it was just going. It's called broadcast television, right? Yeah, because they're doing just – it's immediately. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Like live. Like live. Exactly. Yeah, you get it. Yes. So you <laughs> – so it's live broadcast of a movie, and we would turn on the TV, and there'd be a movie on. Like, the movie would be playing, and we would just have to start it from wherever it was. So you had to know that a movie was going to start in order to catch it from the beginning or happen to be watching television as it was starting. So a movie like The Burbs would be on TV. And if I saw it on TV, I would just watch it from wherever it was while I was changing the channel. Just like in the movie, when Ray's changing the channels and those different movies are on TV, when there's Race with the Devil and The Exorcist and Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, those movies are already in progress. Yeah, because they're all in, like, Blu-rays and stuff that we have. Oh, yeah, the ones that we have, yes, are, like, Blu-rays and then Netflix and stuff like that, where we get to pick when we start it and how long we watch it or whatever. That is not how it was when I was a kid. So when I say I would watch bits and pieces of it as a kid, like, I would turn on the TV, and if The Burbs was playing, I just had to watch it from wherever it was. Yeah. Because you couldn't start it over. Yeah, I know. Because sounds like you sound so sad. Like, oh, Dad, how did you live your life? I don't know, man. I mean, I like I like having the burbs on Blu-ray. Which, by the way, listeners, this new Scream Factory Blu-ray here, the or Scream Factory uh, Shout Select Blu-ray, is a terrific disc. Highly, yeah. highly recommend. It looks really good. It does. It looks really, really good. Got a lot of great special features on it. We are not sponsored by Shout Select. I just like the disc a lot. <laughs> I guess we do have a lot of these movies. Yes, yes. that's true. I've that watched is true. a lot of them. Like, basically, all of these movies have been from, of course, Shout. So, what else do you have to say? Um, it's time to get spooked? Yeah, time to get spooked. Time to get Slavic. No! So, Alistair, spookiest moment in the movie. What do you say, man? What What spooks you the most? I really don't know. You don't get spooked? I don't have any. Oh. I think the dream sequence is spooky. I think that's spooky. To me, that's not. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to spook you in like like you're actually spooked. It can just be kind of spooky, right? Okay. You can see how it's kind of spooky. 
I guess the whole first hour of the movie is kind of spooky where they don't know what's yeah. going on with the Clopex. I mean, it's funny stuff, too. It's really funny it's and like spooky. the whole movie is like this. The whole movie. Yeah, it's a perfect, black. like a pitch perfect black comedy. Yeah. What about funny moments? Funniest moment. What do you think the funniest thing in the movie is? Clopex? That's Slavic? <laughs> no. About a nine on the tension scale there, Rube. <laughs> That's a great part. I also, I mean, there's so many yeah, really, really so, funny parts. Like, huh? We haven't even talked about all of the stuff with Clopex. Art, where he's like eating the dog food or where he gets like electrocuted. We haven't talked about any of that. Yeah, there's, there's so much like, great funny stuff. There's so much like, um, Clopex that's Slavic. No, um, smells like they're cooking a cat over there. You leave a, a horse in your basement. There's so many. So many great things. lines and then a lot of great visual gags. There's all the stuff with Ricky and his friends where they're waiting for the pizza dude. Yeah. Right. And they're like watching all the events take place between Ray and the Clopex. You know, yeah. like it's a TV show and they're just watching from across the street. <laughs> There's all that great stuff. And this is kind of <sighs> weird because like all of the light blows out in the street. Oh, yeah. When they cut the the, the electricity when Art yeah. gets electrocuted. Then at night, they have to use candles. Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say, for me, the funniest part, and it's hard to say because I've watched it three times in two weeks, so I still laughed at most of the same stuff, but there's definitely stuff that I laugh harder at. <laughs> I was laughing at Art eating the dog food. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. This last viewing, the part that made me laugh the hardest is when Art comes over to wake up Ray and he's like taking a nap in the backyard <laughs> and Ray starts yelling about, I'm just trying to take a nap here. I'm just laying here with my eyes closed trying to get some sleep. <laughs> I think that's really funny. But also... And he's actually not asleep. <laughs> and then he crushes the beer cans and stuff. That yeah. Man, there's so much funny stuff in here. It is hard to say, though. I mean, it smells like they're cooking a cat. Bruce Dern's whole character... So much good stuff. Oh, no, here is the line that made me laugh the hardest this last time we watched it, because I never heard it before, because Art says it in the background when they're in Walter's house, and they've broken into Walter's house to see what's happened to him, and Ray says, we got to go before we get arrested or something, uh, after they break the plate with the cookies on it, and Art says, well, it's not illegal to break cookies. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, <laughs> the cookies. <laughs> that is a really funny moment. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's not on the law to break cookies. Yeah. Well, I guess that about does it, huh? Yeah, that's like basically everything. Yeah. We talked about the whole movie. Well, by the time you're hearing this, listeners, it, it, this may actually come out the same day or probably the same weekend anyway as our live show. So we'll be doing that. Alistair will be down a tooth by that point for sure. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we see some of you there and we will know that when we get there. <laughs> yes. And uh, expect that to be posted sometime. We're, we're probably going to save that, the live recording, assuming nothing goes wrong in the recording. Uh, save that for episode 50. We'll let you know on the show if something went wrong with the recording and we just can't use it or something. But uh, our live show, ideally, is going to be episode 50. We want to save yes. that. Otherwise, anything else to add? No. No, we are, of course, a Patreon-supported podcast. Head over to patreon.com slash wordsalad, and you can support the network, and you can support yeah. us in the process, yeah. and you can even... 
Alistair. And if you go to a patron, you get like patron only things. Oh yeah, the our yeah. exclusive shows and there's yeah. been episodes of uh, a new episode of Cinemuck that I posted with my friend Tyler, yes. which was a really good time. We watched one of the most exciting new movies we've seen in ages together. <laughs> if you're if you're not a patron, a big way you can support the show is by going on to iTunes. And I know you hear this with other podcasts, but it really is true. You can go on to iTunes and rate and review our show. The ratings and reviews help us get noticed. Help us, uh, you know, people help people find us on iTunes. So that really does help. And money goes to my college fund. Yeah, from <laughs> Patreon, yes. So, uh, I, I guess that's it. Yeah, I that's, guess that's it. everything. You can find us on social media. Uh, we are on Twitter at cadaver underscore cast. You can email us if you want to send us a long form comment of some sort at cadavercast at gmail.com. But you can find us on Facebook. We now have a group on Facebook where we can better hear from you and engage as a group, which is nice. And hopefully it is as much of a group as we want it to be here moving forward. We just kind of started it off and we've got some great stuff from our listeners on there. But go join the group, the Cadavercast uh, Critters and Creeps Club. And we will also let you know whether or not you're a critter or a creep Soon. We're going to make that yes. happen soon. We're going to make that happen and tell you if you are a critter or a creep. Yeah, we've done that with a couple folks, and we're, we're going to try to make that uh, happen. And also, I think, record a group-exclusive show about what makes a critter and what makes a creep. I think that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, that'll so, be really fun. head over to Facebook, become a part of our group, and, uh, you know, we want it to be more of a community than our page was. The page is just, you know, we send news out, and that's kind of it. And it just didn't feel right. I mean, we are... We're a family show. I want to feel like a family with our listeners, right? With the critters and creeps. So head on over, uh, join the group, you know, and engage with other critters and creeps like yourselves. Yep. And you will be hearing if you are a critter or a creep soon. Soon. Yeah. We have to find time to sit down and record our, our episode about why it's good to be a critter and why it's good to be a creep. And... What all that means, and then we will lay it out for you if you're a critter or a creep. So that's coming soon on the group. You know, join the group to become uh, aware of yeah. those goings on. Yeah, and then if you want to see if you are a critter or a creep, just come on to the group. And we'll let you know. Well, Al yeah. will let you know. I let Al make those decisions. Yes. My dad asked me, and I say, and then my dad asked me why, and then I say why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's so. how we do it. <laughs> Uh, and that's again, uh, Facebook group, Cadavercast, Critters and Creeps Club. Yep. And I guess that's it, man. Uh, yep. if you have nothing to add, why don't you go ahead and sign yep. us out? Um, thanks for listening. You've been listening to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. Thanks. Bye, everybody. We love ya. I've never seen someone drive the garbage out, then bang the heck out of it with a stick. I've never seen that.